Hello and welcome to another episode of Revenue Champions with me, your host, Ryan Reiser. Today we've got Rebecca Drew, the head of sales in EMEA for Vidyard. Of course, we talk about video, but we also talk about how to get up to speed and start being successful as a new sales leader in a new region. Buckle in, you're not going to want to miss this one. Welcome back to another episode of Revenue Champions. You've got myself, Ryan Reisert, uh, your host here, and uh, another, and I always like to say this, special guest because everyone's special, but we got to, personally, I'm not going to lie. I've been a Vidyard fan for, since it came out. Like uh, everything else has come, but I've just been like an adopt, like it's, it's always been me. I just love how simple it is to use. And so I'm super excited to have our guest today, Rebecca Drew, uh, over at Vidyard. Rebecca, do you want to tell us listeners uh, a little bit more about who you are and uh, Vidyard, what's the problem you solve, who you serve, uh, so we can set the context for today's conversation? Of course. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. And uh, thanks ever so much for this opportunity. Really excited to talk to you today. Uh, so yeah, so Rebecca Drew, uh, I'm EMEA sales leader here at Vidyard. Uh, my background, so I've been in sales for 20 plus years. Uh, the last 10 years have been leading and growing uh, SaaS businesses, uh, often headquartered on the other side of the pond, but looking to really uh, increase their uh, their kind of presence in the EMEA region. Um, so I now work at Vidyard. Um, interestingly, Ryan, I actually implemented Vidyard in my previous company, uh, which was a company called A Cloud Guru. Um, so I saw the power of what Vidyard could do. Hence the reason why when an opportunity came uh, up for Vidyard, I absolutely jumped at the chance. So, uh, so yeah, so to answer your question around what, what Vidyard does, um, well, we're a video for business platform. Um, so we have a marketing use case, which is um, in very simple terms, it's like YouTube without the adverts, right? Think about video hosting um, and, um, you know, if you're creating video content, it's great if you can put it up on YouTube, but you only find out how many people have been watching it. Whereas with Vidyard, we're able to tell you who's watching it and get it into kind of like marketing automation and, and things like that. Uh, and then we have a huge kind of like use case, about 80% of what we do, which is sales. Um, well, I say sales, but it could be anyone who's communicating with anyone. Um, so a lot of salespeople will use us uh, right throughout the sales process from prospecting to proposal and to post-sale. Um, and ultimately, it's about how do you communicate with video uh, to build those relationships and, um, yeah, move, move deals through the through the process. Love it. And um, we talked about this a little bit uh, ahead of time. So, like, you, you were at a previous role that, that, that actually got you excited about selling for that, that the existing uh, solution that you offer. You know, what, what part of that makes it a little bit easier to be a sales leader when you like you made that movement because it's something you've used i'm always curious to hear yeah. that might be a little bit different than maybe before i don't know if you've ever done that before i'm just curious yes so it's interesting so um, i spent a lot a lot of my career at, um, at linkedin and it's interesting because i was using linkedin before i joined linkedin oh, there you um, go. and i was using um vidyard before before i joined vidyard so um you know it, it helps because obviously i'm an evangelist right I've used the tool. I've seen the power of it. I've seen the results. Um, so, you know, I've, I, you know, I've kind of internalized it. I live and breathe it. Right. I've, I've seen actually how it can how it can impact the business. Um, so having been a kind of customer and then sort of moving over to actually now being part of the organization, 
um, is incredible. And, you know, with, with Vidyard, we're, we're often selling to, you know, other kind of sales leaders, right? VPs of sales, CROs, uh, obviously um, people within the marketing uh, function as well for the marketing use case. But what's really nice with that is, you know, I'm sitting there talking to my peers in the industry um, about how I used it previously and my team used it previously and the results they had. So I think it helps with having, um, like I say, evangelizing, having that extra credibility, but also being able to, you know, talk to my peers about some of the, the ways that we drove success um, in my previous company and how they can replicate that success. Um, so clearly now I'm biased because I work for Vidyard, but, um, you know, because I've got that previous experience, it, you know, it kind of um, it softens it a little bit. And what I'm excited about in today's conversation, and, and we'll, it's not it's not necessarily the the bulk of it, but you know, a lot of times there are a lot of organizations that are trying to go from EMEA to the U.S. But mm-hmm. where you're specializing is like organizations that are in the U.S. and coming to EMEA, right? Yeah. And so I like I, I I'm excited to hear the perspective there and and some of the things we might talk about. So. Um, you know, we, we actually talk a lot about uh, sales personalization over at Cogn- Cognizant. It's actually one of our like pillars, right? You want to be personalized. Um, and how having different interests and skills can stand out, you know. But how can you encourage sales reps to be a tr- like true to themselves while still fitting in, in, in like the different environments? And I think that's like a big part about video and the process, right? So, um we want to be personalized. We want to be us. A lot of people, you know, when it comes to video, they get skirmished. They they get a little bit scared. But how do you how do you like how do you play with that? How how do you how do you get that into the the, the process? Yeah. So um. So a couple of things really, uh, and I think it's important to give you some some context, Ryan. So, um, HubSpot did a study uh this year where they looked at the number of sales emails that are being sent out. Um, and that number has doubled in the last two years. So since the pandemic started and imagine you're a buyer, right? I mean, I can attest to this. You know, I get lots and lots of sales emails coming through um, directly to me um, and the response rates have gone down. So we do have to in, you know, in that sort of landscape that we're operating in now, we absolutely have to stand out from the crowd. So so to answer your question, you know, absolutely video is key. It's a way to really um, stand out from the crowd, be human and really engage with your um, with your audience, with your prospects or your clients, like, you know, whoever you're whoever you're looking to communicate with. Um, but it is a new skill set. And, and, it, and it shouldn't feel like a new skill set, but it is right. I mean, we've all been used to being on Zoom over the last couple of years like that now is just part of our, um, you know, part of our, our process. Right. So everyone's used to that. But I think sometimes when people have to record themselves, they kind of get inside their own head a little bit. Um, so it is going to feel strange the first time, you know, the first few videos that you, that you create, it's going to feel weird. Um, but you've, it's almost kind of like running. You've just got to push through that, that sort of barrier really, um, and get to the other side. And then it just becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. It really does. But, you know, you, you picked up on a really important point there, Ryan, which is about being yourself and being, you know, being human, right? We're all different. And I think, you know, the last couple of years have really helped us to, um, you know, get things in perspective and think about, you know, we've, we've had a window into people's lives, into their homes, like what, you know, what, what's going on for them. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's the way, the way of the world now. And then, 
you know, we're still in that sort of hybrid environment. And I think that will be, you know, forever, forever changed. Um, but it's, um, but, you know, it's about how do you, how do you be um, true to yourself, authentic, um, because people want to buy from people and that's never going to change, right? Yeah. You know, what, what, I, <clears throat> what I get excited about in, in terms of the, uh, the human to human side of things and, and what, what, you know, what you're offering with a lot of organizations these days too is, you know, there's an opportunity to insert video in a lot of stages, like from, from the very first point of engagement all the way through to client success. And, um, for me personally, I've been a huge, I started this off, like I've been a huge advocate for, for Vidyard, even before Vidyard, uh, which is what I found, I don't know, it's probably, shoot, it must have been like six, seven years. I mean, very early on, I found it because before that I had this, this app, I can't even remember the name of it anymore, but it was like a screencast. It's called Screencast-O-Matic. And Screencast-O-Matic would do the same thing that Vidyard did, but like it took forever to process, like you would have to like, it was like an installed app, like you'd have to do this thing and it would take forever. And so when you went from conversation to like follow up, it, it, it took forever. But when people saw those links, it was the same concept. Like here's a link, like look at it. Um, they were always blown away because you were able to take a phone conversation, if it was the first thing, into like a face-to-face -face conversation. You know, obviously it's video, but it's not face-to-face, -face, but it was it was a it was a it was a step forward. Vidyard revolutionized that step, and then we're seeing these like elements that go along the way. Like I hear people using this not just for obviously sales and marketing. I, I hear it for people using this for internal stuff internally. My company, um, I use it to basically provide feedback that I usually might write write an email or something like this. Now it's a Vidyard. It's a Vidyard yeah. to like walk through with a screencast and like and and the ability to take what you would have to read and like textualize into like this like clear experience what are some of the things that you're seeing um in terms of like maybe the expected use case versus like maybe other use cases and i don't even know if that that like dictates the the go to market but does that change things in terms of what's the specific use case versus how the customers using and how does that, yeah. how, how do you as a sales leader take that and bring it back? Because I'm, I'm really fascinated on that concept as a, um, obviously as an entrepreneur myself, like how do you like use, like how the customer is using it versus like your, your um, hypothesis around go to market? Yeah, it's a great question, Ryan. So, so look, I mean, fundamentally our platform is very, very easy to use, right? Um, so, you know, three clicks and you can, you can start recording a video and it's super quick to, you know, once, once that video is completed, you can send that out, you've got the animated thumbnail and the, the analytics are there. So as soon as someone watches that video, you know, who, who's watched it, how long they've watched it for. Right. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know, we, we talk about the sales use case, but ultimately, as I said earlier, it's, it's anyone who's communicating with anyone, yeah. be that internal or external. Um, so we use it here all the time um, within our business. So our, our CEO, Michael Lip, for example, um, he will do a or one of our executive leadership team, if, he, if he's out of the business for whatever reason, will do a, you know, five to 10 minute video every single Friday comes through. It's a really nice video talking us through updates on the business, where we're at, how we're performing to our goals, any kind of like celebration on wins that we've had that week or 
or kind of interesting things that are happening. And it's just a great communication method. You know, yes, you could send out a newsletter or yes, you could send out an email or something like that. But that just really kind of helps us to feel connected to the, you know, to the business and, and, and to our leadership. So, you know, we've got a, a, an internal use case there, you know, CEOs, leadership, um, addressing their addressing their team on a weekly basis. That's a great way to use it. We had an example the other week, um, Ryan, where um, uh, the company, it was actually the solutions consultants. So this was their, you know, technical pre-sales team that found that they were, you know, getting on calls to discuss the same things with many different types of clients, right? So you'll probably have anywhere between, I don't know, could be up to 20 or something like that, frequently asked questions that you get all the time, right? So rather than having to get on a call and explain to a client, okay, well, this is what the integration looks like and this is what implementation looks like or whatever the conversation is that you're having, um, you can just record a quick video um, and actually help the client to visualize what that looks like. So, you know, and, and again, that can that's scalable. That can be done, you know, once you've created that generic video, it could be, you know, how, how does the Salesforce integration work? Or, you know, what does the, you know, this kind of widget do or whatever it might be? Whatever that those questions are in your business that you're, you know, you're going to be asked for by multiple different clients. Creating those generic videos where you can share those, it's a great client experience because they get the answer that they need in a couple of minutes and they can they can see it, they can visualize it, it makes sense to them. They don't have to get on a call for half an hour and you talk them through it. So it's great client experience and it's efficient for your team as well because you're then able to just really kind of scale that communication, um, which gives you more time to do back, you know, more time back to do the things that, you know, um, are, are going to drive more revenue for the business. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a super fan of all the, the use cases of video and, and I want to, I could geek out on, on uh, how to use video and, in the sales process and why why it's kind of the a natural next step in the evolution of the digital mm -hmm. transformation that we're going through, etc. I want to take a step back and get on track a little bit on around kind of where you're at in your journey as a sales leader. Uh, so some folks that may be in this position or looking to kind of transition in this 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 kind of opportunity. Uh, you're 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 a new sales leader in a new role. Um, is there any advice that you might provide to, if I'm a new sales leader in a new role, which is happening a lot right now, um, yeah. what's that first 90 days look like at a new company? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Great, great question. And you're right. There's a lot of liquidity in the market right now, right? Um, it just seems like every day I'm going, you know, onto LinkedIn and I'm seeing all of the, you know, new, new positions and new roles and, and people moving into, into new opportunities. Um, so for me, for the first 90 days, if you're, if you're moving into a new company, I mean, first things first, you've just got to understand the business. Okay. So really, really understand, um, at a very deep level, like what are the kind of, what are the processes? Um, how, how do you get things done? Who are the kind of like key players that you need um, in your, you know, in your, you know, your, your kind of um, your, your circle. Um, so really kind of understand that, you know, the business and how it works for, you know, in that in that first 90 days. That's absolutely critical uh, because that's the foundation that you build everything upon. Um, the second thing is really build trust with the team. Absolutely. I know it kind of seems really obvious, but um, and when I say build trust, I mean, I really mean build personal relationships. Um, because, you know, trust is for me kind of consistency over time, but it's about how do you really get to know 
what they're um, about, what their motivations are, what they want to achieve here, um, and get that kind of you know get that um, that relationship um, built with the with the team. Um, the other thing, I mean, there's a lot you can do. Right, there's a lot you can do in the in the first ninety days, and um, you know, I mean, I, I've kind of you know I've sort of faced that myself joining Vidyard. Right, there's just so many things that we can do because we're you know we're scaling the business here in EMEA. There's so many things that, you know, will move the business forward, um, but you can't do everything. So, you know, you've got to be able to prioritize and, and almost have a framework for, you know, actually like, is this going to give me the biggest bang for my book, i.e., you know, my time? Um, is this going to move the business forward in, in the right way? Um, and I just think, you know, a lot of kind of like new uh, leaders coming in, you just need to make sure that you're really kind of communicating, um, communicating to the team as much as possible around what your intentions are, what you're working on, what are the things that you're looking to fix um, so that you can have that impact in, in those first 90 days. So, um, so yeah, lots of lessons learned along the way, but that's the advice I would give uh, to anyone kind of going into a company, uh, a new role. So you would mentioned something about like having a framework uh, around how do you, like there's insurmountable potential likely yeah. like i mean that's kind of a continuous uh challenge we all have in 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 startup and and, and just in, in business in general um do you have a framework that you've developed or do you do you leverage another another framework that like like you, you found uh, what does that look like for you is there is there something that you lean on that says hey here's here's the things i've identified how do i start mm -hmm. to prioritize what's important yeah. next the wind, yeah. the wind, the wind moment, right? Like what's important next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so look, you know, I mean, I, I took on a lot when I started at, um, at, at Vidyard um, and on reflection, you know, um, you know, there's probably some things that um, were, were, were positive, but, you know, there's probably some other things that, you know, um, maybe I could have put a bit more energy into. So the framework that I'm thinking about now is, um, okay, so you know, if we're if we're going to be doing anything, whether it's an event or um, webinar or anything anything that it might be, um, you know, uh, that's gonna that's gonna help drive the business. Really thinking about what is the audience, okay, um, and then what is the kind of like you know the projected ROI in terms of how much pipeline do we think we can generate um, off the back of some of the you know the brand and events that we're doing. So you know, just putting things through that lens. Um, and, you know, sometimes you do have to say no to things as well. So it's about, you know, being selective. Um, but, you know, because it's, it's so hard as well, because, you know, everything can everything can help the business. Um, but it's about, you know, sometimes you have to say, look, you know, I'm interested, but right now I've got other priorities, but we'll definitely come back to this when when the time is right. Yep. Um, I think that's like an ongoing challenge uh, for for anybody in a like a executive position within a growth oriented organization. There's so many things that we can tackle. Um, how do we prioritize is like, I don't know if you could answer that, like from a Holy Grail perspective, we would all be like shelling out the cash over here, Rebecca. But um, so uh, wanted to talk a little bit more about your core expertise, right? You're, you're kind of this, this sales leader that helps organizations that it's the opposite of what I'm used to. Cause I'm from, obviously I'm from the States. I think about like how to organization expand internationally, but you know, there's also the opposite effect where, um, 
you know, somebody is not necessarily looking to go from EMEA to the States, but the States to EMEA, um, when sales teams start to operate in new different regions, different countries, different, like, you know, obviously there's a lot of nuances uh, that come from that. I, I feel that now as a part of this, this, this experiment, the, the, me being the brand ambassador at Cognizant, Cognizant being a MIA-based organization that's like, they've got their tried and true thing. There's actually some backlash a little bit from some, some of the folks that are like, hey, we've got this American coming up with some ideas and it's different. It's a little bit different. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how do you differentiate, like what is sales, What what's good sales, which is not good sales? Like how do we think about, you know, um, approach and message and there's a lot of different opinions but there's also just the truth mm. and i'm curious to hear your thoughts about that is there a difference regionally mm -hmm. or do the funnel minimals remain the same you're an expert you, you know a lot more mm. about this than i do right like that's what you get hired to do i'm just curious mm. to hear your thoughts on that um so i think i think there are some things that are absolutely fundamental and universal Right. So, sure. you know, you absolutely have to think about um, and it's and it's a really complex topic. But, you know, first things first, do you have the right product market fit? Mm -hmm. OK. And have you really nailed down what your ICP is? OK, so that is the that is the bedrock of going into any new market. OK, so you need to make sure that you have that. Um, and then there's, you know, extra complexity that's layered on top of that. Right. So. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the, you know, the US market, um, huge, massive, ma huge market, right? Um, you know, akin to the size of what the EMEA market would be. Um, but, you know, if you look at EMEA, there are, you know, <laughs> so many different countries, so many different languages spoken, so many different nuances to cultural norms and how to do business. Um, so, you know, you, you do have to be cognizant of that and be uh, respectful of that. Um, but there are also, you know, a lot of uh, myths out there. And, you know, there's a lot of people who will make assumptions on different markets um, because that's probably, you know, how they experienced that market 10 years ago. But you've always got to think that, you know, markets are constantly evolving. I'll give you an example, Ryan. OK, so, um, you know, the DAC industry or the DAC market, should I say. Um, so, you know, Germany, Austria, uh, Switzerland has a reputation for being quite sort of traditional, uh, perhaps a little bit more conservative. Um, so you would think that video might not be appropriate to a market such as the DAC region. Sure. Complete rubbish, <laughs> complete rubbish. So um, we get some of the best results in that region. Um, and we've got so many clients who are using video in that region who are getting fantastic, fantastic results. And is that because um, it's more novel? And, and everyone has that like kind of negative connotation around like, yeah. oh, it wouldn't work, so it wouldn't do it? Or, yeah. or is there a change that we're seeing yeah. internationally where we're, we're kind of all mm -hmm. one, one unit? Uh, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that. It, it's a great question, Ryan, and I wish I could answer it for you. I think yeah. there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of variables in here at play. I think you're right. I think, you know, it, it, it is probably because it's new and it's different and people aren't doing it in that market. Um, but, you know, even in markets, and, and again, just to give you some context, I mean, I, I've been at Vidyard now for um, coming up for nine months, mm -hmm. okay? 
in that time, and I get hundreds of prospect emails, like literally every week I get so yep. many kind of prospect emails. I get messages through LinkedIn. In that time, in those nine months, I have received four Vidyard pitches or video pitches. <laughs> you, know how easy of- would, you know how easy it would be to prospect you, Rebecca? Like if, if, someone, if someone, like you go get a free trial of Vidyard and you use Vidyard to prospect you, I'd imagine that gets a, like a hundred percent response rate from you, right? Like I'd um, imagine if I took the time is- as a rep to, even if I didn't have it as a, like it's a, there's a free trial to use a Vidyard to prospect you. And that, that's just so surprising to me that, that nobody sees that they're not connecting the dots because I'd imagine, I don't know, I'm just make an assumption but if someone sent you a vidyard mm-hmm. you're probably 100 percent likely to respond it doesn't yeah. mean that you're going to be positive you're not going to like take the next action because yeah. it might not be relevant but you're going to respond and be like hey thank you in some way right yeah. i would imagine because absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, had an example. I know it's crazy i had an example today ryan where and um you know and i really i really i like literally i, re- I received the video i saw the video come through on um and it was sent through linkedin um, and I saw the video come through and I, I was in between meetings. I watched it straight away, Ryan. I responded within kind of 30 seconds of watching the video. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I appreciate and I respect the fact that they've taken the time to actually, one, kind of like look at my profile and see where I work. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, they were actually using Vidyard in, you know, in other kind of prospecting that they're doing. Um, but I just thought it was, it was lovely. Whereas, you know, um, you know, a lot of people just don't do that. And but they, they you know, wouldn't, Rebecca, like, let's take out, let's take out the context of like that. There's serendipitously, like, let's just be a, a sales rep. That's like understanding how this stuff works. You're the head of sales at a company that offers a solution that I can have a free trial to, to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we put our brains on for a second? <laughs> And like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy uh, that that, that that's is. not occurring. Um, and then, and not, not to mention the fact that that uh, same approach is already going to uh, naturally uh, provide a uh, increase in likelihood of uh, a response. I'm not saying it's positive. It's like sometimes it's off, um, but 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 somebody's going to be a little bit more likely to. Um, give you some feedback if you're if you're doing a, something a little bit more above and beyond than just like the canned templated stuff that let's just face it mm. a lot of folks that's all they're doing all day long right um yeah. so in any case i i think that's 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 interesting and and when it comes to the cultural differences like the, the dac region mm. is a like it's a it's a it's an interesting one i get this feedback all the time because like you know just like you're, you're a head of sales at a company that does video um, I'm a, I don't know. I, I would consider myself one of the, the top proponents of co-calling, right? Like cold calling yeah. is my thing. That's what yeah. I love. I love cold calling. And in, there's always the feedback that like, well, you wouldn't want to do this here or there. And the reality is, well, it depends. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts around how, you perceive that idea around, hey, if if there's a amount of feedback on something that is not a little bit more novel or maybe even resistance to it, is that a uh, is that a signal to say, 
no or is it a, is it a signal to explore you know you know because i think that's like a that's like a thing that happens and you you live and breathe this world and i'm just curious to hear your thoughts on on how do you respond to that when people are just you know kind of stiff arm the concept like ah, i don't know i don't know if that's that's for me how would you respond to something like that uh maybe i can learn something here you know because most people yeah. most people that i call today mm -hmm. you know, more often than not which might may or may not surprise you they've given up on the phone and so now you're bringing something new in it's video mm -hmm. um but maybe there's the same concept like ah that wouldn't work for us how, how do you respond to something like that like how, how do you uh, explore or uh, maybe intrigue or, 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 or maybe maybe there's just not an opportunity to, to um, convince a non-believer. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that. So so I, I'm kind of I'm a big believer in you shouldn't um, you shouldn't write anything off like any kind of like route to market or any specific method. And I think, you know, there's a danger in doing that. You know, I, I hear people and they'll, you know, they'll come out with these sort of statements and they'll say, oh, you know, you can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. It's not working and stuff. And I think, you know, that's, that's not helpful. Um, what I think is, um, you know, is the right way of going about it is test it out, try it out, learn, iterate, improve. Um, make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're having those, if you, you know, if you are kind of like making those calls or if you're sending videos, whatever it might be, you know, pe people will say to me, um, oh yeah, I tried video, it didn't work. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's have a conversation about that. Let, let's, you know, let's have a, um, ha have a chat. And how many videos did you create? Uh, two, well, I, I created kind of two and no one responded and I'm like, come on, <laughs> like, you know, you need to kind of like, you need to really give this a bit of a go um because you know it's it's not just a okay i tried it and you know it didn't work and i'm going to walk away you know you've got to find that kind of like route and some people will love being on the phone um you know i love getting cold calls like you know call me like i mean i'm i'm generally in meetings kind of like you know back to back during the day but you know if i get a great cold call uh cold call sorry um i love it i mean it's you know i want to have those conversations you know i'm a salesperson myself right um, you know, that's where I started. My career was, you know, telemarketing, like bashing phones, making, you know, 300 calls a day. It was kind of crazy. Um, so I really appreciate and respect someone who, um, one, has the, you know, cojones to do it <laughs> um, and get on that phone and have that conversation. Um, and if they can hook me in an interesting way that is intriguing and I want to kind of like learn more, that's, that's, you know, for me, I think that's, you know, absolutely still valid um you know it really is but you know everyone's different right so i think it's being it's being aware that people are different different markets are going to be different different kind of you know uh, industry verticals you know you may kind of think that okay well actually if i'm contacting this different type of persona it might be a little bit different but i think you've got to try everything right um yeah. and see what works and and on that note like is there is there from what you see, because you're you're an expert on this, like this international market uh, penetration, I would say, uh, maybe is that appropriate? Like you're you're good yeah. at new market penetration, international new market penetration. Is there, a, again, is there an entirely different tech stack, different approach, or is it kind of the same concept? Like, hey, let's see, let's see what works and. Mm -hmm go from there i mean i don't know do you, do you see something that's different in some regions that are not um certain things that are not working or is yeah. it all generally we're humans and and you know what's working in one area is likely to potentially work you just got to try it mm -hmm. 
Um, so we've actually gone through um, quite a, uh, a sort of, um, uh, I suppose, consolidation of a lot of our, our tech stack uh, recently. And I think, you know, there are certain things that will be universal, right? So your CRM system, we use Salesforce, you know, what, what's your kind of like email, um, uh, you know, kind of like engagement tool, we use Salesloft. Um, obviously, we use Vidyard. We've got different kind of like data sources, like demand base for intent. Wait, you guys aren't using like, like Loom at Vidyard? Like, do we? <laughs> uh, we we don't we don't but i know look, I, know companies out there. I know i know companies out there right and you know and, um, and fair enough um there are companies that use loom for internal communications and they use vidyard for external communications yeah. so yeah. you know there, there's, there's a place for us both in the market no i was um, I, I was joking i was joking no, uh, no, you but, but but uh there's there's like uh <laughs> there are companies like that right where they're not even yeah. using their own product um yeah to deliver. so anyway it was just just, uh, just yeah. a joke just a joke yeah all good no we're definitely drinking our uh, our own champagne here don't worry <laughs> don't worry <laughs> um but um but I, I, there are there are kind of exceptions to that right so um i think if you are a global business and you are operating um across borders um it's really important that you have consistency with the tech stack okay there are a couple of exceptions to that, um, Ryan, and I think you know there's a, there's a couple of examples. One being data, okay. So you know I know, for example, um, obviously there's lots of data providers out there, um, but you know Cognizant, as an example, are you know the best in the market at EMEA data, right? I mean that's kind of like you know that's that's not questionable. Um, you know, so you may want to look at different uh, providers when it comes to, you know, those data sources for different markets. OK, mm-hmm. um, so that's one one kind of like exception. The other one that I would kind of give and this is something that is um, absolutely on the rise. And I think, you know, I mean, if I, I take my Vidyard hat off a minute, you know, if I'm just talking as a sales leader. Yeah, I think, you know, video and gifting, I think, are, are some of the biggest trends that, you know, we're going to continue to see grow um uh, and the gifting piece is interesting because obviously there's lots of providers in that area but again i think if you're you know you may want to have different providers in different regions that you know can ship things in a in a, an effective and efficient way so you know you will have your core tech stack you know which will be the same for everyone globally but there might be a couple of nuances um where you might have different things in different regions okay data makes a lot of sense right like there are some people that do a good job, whether it's a niche or a region or a you know um, type of data, whether it's accounts mm-hmm. or contacts or you know email versus phone versus firmographics mm-hmm. and technographics and all that stuff. That makes a ton of sense. Um, but when it comes to the overall approach, uh, there's some core things that are like standard. Let's take logos out. What do you see as the the key pieces to a tech stack? As a sales leader, mm-hmm. you want to arm your team with the Iron Man. Like, here's your mm-hmm. Iron Man suit. You could be as effective as possible. We know that technology accelerates success uh, with with good process, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the key things in your stack that you think about? Like, again, logos aside, but you know, you mentioned a yeah. couple of those. But I'm curious. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. What are the things that are necessary today in this market? Not not so much like you want to play with, but did you know, tried and true, provide that mm. lift? 
mm-hmm. like it's a no brainer. Like you're a new sales, you're a new sales leader. You just came on board. I think this is a really exciting conversation. Like I'm, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on this too. Cause, cause if I'm a rep and I'm like, Hey, new sales leader, job change. What are the things that right away are just like no brainer? We absolutely have to have these in place. Logo aside, what does that look like for you? Mm, great question. So, um, so logos aside, I think I mean it depends on where we start here. I mean, if we're talking about you know kind of sales and marketing and that being no, kind no. Of like a flag, I want to I want to sell I want to I want to create a stack for a go to market SCR team. So, go to market okay. outbound new business development. What are those? What are those? Bam! Like these are necessary in your opinion. Um, okay. So for me, um, first first and foremost, you need to have a good source of data. Okay, so you you will need a data provider that is giving that is feeding, so feeding into your CRM system. Yep. Um, uh, so so a data provider, um, a CRM. Um, I think if you can um, get smart with intent, um, you know, if you can see something where, you know, your team can see, you know, where there is people who are you know I, I kind of I use this um uh, and I actually stole it from a colleague a few years ago but you know fish where the fish are right so you know if you know that there's certain people over here um that are interested in your business you want your kind of SDRs BDRs you want them talking to those people so definitely something around intent um automation and cadencing or sequences or however you want to kind of like call that but absolutely I think that's critical for any um SDR BDR um, and then something that is going to um, record those calls and have analytics on that for coaching and development purposes. Um, I think that for me is your your core. Now, there's other things, kind of bells and whistles that you can add into the mix. But, you know, that is something that, you know, is essential uh, to answer your question. You didn't add video in there. Oh, well, video goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course, video, of course, video. I would, I mean, maybe that's in the automation stuff, but you said data, CRM, intent, which maybe there's intent on there too, right? Like when you yeah. send information, that's like uh, my content, uh, content and or, you know, the video post, post engagement or pre-engagement, like, is there a level of interest? Um, so, I mean, I would, I would definitely add video to that stack myself, uh, but okay. data, CRM, intent, automation, let's call that sales engagement platform uh call coaching video mm-hmm. do we miss anything else i think i think you're right you're spot on you're bang on as they say in canada i think i don't know if they say that across the pond but bang yeah, on. <laughs> yeah they do yeah um i i think look i mean you know there are other things as well that will help um sales people to I mean, you, but you could put it under the bucket of automation, right? Which is, you know, things like capturing notes and being able to automate that into your CRM system. Yeah. You know, like, I've never had a salesperson who liked admin. So, you know, <laughs> in 20 years of selling. Uh, so I think if you can do that, you know, yeah, maybe. But I think that might come into the automation piece. Yeah, they, 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 they all kind of blend these days, which is, I think you're right, um, but necessary. And um mm. Okay, so a couple more questions as we land the plane here. And I appreciate all your time, Rebecca. It's been a really exciting conversation. Um, so one of the things that it seems that you're involved in is, is, is building a more inclusive environment. Like that's been kind of a part of the backbone of your career. What, what do you think are the biggest hurdles for uh, like women in sales or maybe even diversity 
you know, mm. if we, if we put that in a more holistic view that you've seen, mm. you know, especially, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to give my own perspective because I've been a very early stage, either sales leader or entrepreneur. And mm. while I personally believe in the mission of diversity, there's this function of like, how do you get there quickly early on? Mm -hmm. But then also this like diversity element, which is difficult, right? Like it's hard mm -hmm. for me to attract somebody that's different than me. It's just inherently mm -hmm. difficult. Um, yeah. What are the biggest hurdles in your opinion? Because you, you seem to have, you know, been, been able to beat that drum pretty, pretty well. Yeah. So, um, so look, we've come a long way, Ryan. I mean, you know, so when I first started in sales to, to where sales, the, the industry, the profession is today, um, we have come a long way and that's been, um, and that has been really encouraging to see. Um, I think, you know, some of the kind of like hurdles, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not as bad as it used to be, but you know, there are still pockets and examples of where, you know, women in sales, if you're, you know, um, in the minority, you might be overlooked or not kind of taken, you know, too seriously. I had an example in my previous company where, um, you know, there was a particular company, uh, one of the companies that we were working with, um, and they had a very uh, archaic and, dare I say it, bit of a dinosaur way of thinking about things. And, um, you know, was actually quite rude and dismissive of one of the, the female sales um, account managers who was, who was working with them. Um, so, you know, there are kind of still, um, sadly examples of that, that, you know, that, that do still go on, but, um, you know, I actually think, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many studies around this, around, you know, the success of women in sales, um, you know, uh, I mean, Gong did a, Gong did a study and they looked at kind of like top performers. Um, and I think that, you know, women have, and I'm making massive generalizations here, and there are always exceptions to the rule. Of course they can. So I'll just kind of caveat with that. Um, but, you know, uh, a female trait may be more around kind of listening, right? Perhaps displaying a bit more empathy, compassion, yeah. things like that. Like I say, I'm, I'm making massive generalizations here, Ryan. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're too massive. I think they're general generalizations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a key skill, right? I mean, you know, if you can be someone in, in sales that really takes the time to listen and understand and really put yourself in the client's shoes, yeah. Um, I think that will stand you in really good stead. Um, so I think, you know, those are, you know, those are some of the, the sort of hurdles that, um, that that women face and have faced. And I, I mean, it's, you know, it's even more acute when, you know, you look at other uh, demographics and, uh, and, you know, other um, other people within within the sales organization. And, and you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of putting labels on, on people. Like I don't sure. kind of think about diversity in that way. I think about diversity of thought, background, experience. Um, you know, it could even be, you know, your socioeconomic background. Like it's, you know, it's not just about, you know, putting people in boxes, but, um, but I think, you know, the industry is, um, has really kind of like come on leaps and bounds. I think that, um, you know, that will continue to develop. Um, and it's, it's not about, you know, um, it's not about being, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, you know, it's not about being, uh, almost kind of positive dis dim uh, uh, discrimination. It's more about actually just achieving the right balance and that we are intentional and that we're deliberate about giving opportunities to um, people who, you know, uh, reflect the world around us. Uh, it's an ongoing movement. I think we're seeing more and more like understanding of these things and then also the organizations that buy into it are are reaping the benefits right of of um yeah. different perspectives different 
different thinking, um, mm. different capabilities, scrappiness, hustle, work yeah. ethic, all these things <laughs> come into play. Um, and I, 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 I mean, it, it's, it's respect on both sides of those, 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 and, and the perspective across the board. Everybody has their, um, their, their way of what it is, and that's the world they live in. And, and the more we can see others, it's, it's always beneficial. Um, so last question that I have, and this is the one we want to leave because we're going to land the plane here. I uh, appreciate all your time today, Rebecca. Um, yeah. We have this for every guest. So if you had an extra 50,000 pounds, I never can do the calculations on that. It's, it's probably a lot of money in the U.S. these days with the inflation going on. But <laughs> if you had an extra 50,000 pound, 50,000 pounds uh, to invest in your sales organization, where would you put that? Oh, great question. Um, where would I put that? I, I'd, I'd invest it in the team. I mean, you know, first and foremost, um, I think that, you know, that's where everything, you know, everything else stems from. So, you know, for me, it would be around how am I um, helping to develop, coach um, and transform the team? Because if we get that right, then, you know, the revenue will come. It goes right back to the people. Anything yeah. specific, and you said coach develop, anything specific, like is there like a tool or a, like maybe like a trainer you might bring on, like, so, like you can call this out, this is a wish list. Like is there like yeah. a, like a, I have 50,000, I'm going to put it here for, for that, that, that particular use case. Yeah, I think, look, I mean, I, I've done a lot of sales training over the years. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Medic. Um, I really like the challenger sale, um, you know, sort of uh, a methodology as well. So I think making sure that, you know, we can invest in that. But but then also, um, you know, really about the the aspirational coaching. So not just about where they are today and how to do their role today, but how can we continue to help them to, to develop into the leaders of tomorrow? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that for me is going to be, going to be key. Oh, I love it. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for, uh, taking the time to, uh, provide all this amazing feedback. We, we had an opportunity to talk a little bit more about video and your perspective on international. And then now uh, a couple of these things at the end here with in inclusion and diversity, it's a very well-rounded conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, are you open, uh, outside of people prospecting you cold with video? uh open to people connecting and if so how do they reach you absolutely ryan yeah so um everyone can find me on linkedin uh so rebecca drew feel free to connect um always happy to have a conversation um about you know how, how we can help whether it's video or leadership or diversity uh or just general kind of like you know sales industry so always happy to have a chat um and help anyone on their journey to success amazing rebecca thank you so much for your time today thanks so much ryan it's been an absolute pleasure yeah all the best